Hello, it's Dana, and this is the Night Terrors Podcast. Today, for the final day of this week, we're presenting a number of short stories. You can find all their info in the show notes. And on Halloween, we'll go back to our regular schedule. Well, sort of. We'll be releasing an episode on Halloween, and then starting that week, we'll be doing two episodes a week. Thank you guys for tuning in this month. It's been a lot of fun. Enjoy. How to Carve a Pumpkin by Austin D.R. I propped the gourd on the table after I laid down the newspapers to keep the juices from running out. I then took a knife and I drove it into it. It had a tough rind, but with a few direct strikes, it opened. Unfortunately for me, the juices spilled on the floor, forcing me to lay down towels. Afterward, I sketched the spots for the eyes and mouth, and I sliced into the gourd. The surface once again proved rough, but I gradually got the hang of it. Juices seeped out from the areas I sketched. Lastly, I made a deep cut on the top. I needed a sharper blade for it. With the gooey residue exposed, I scooped it out thoroughly and placed a candle inside. Now, all that's left to do is get around to carving those pumpkins. The Girl in the Photograph One school day, a boy named Tom was sitting in class and doing math. It was six more minutes until after school. As he was doing his homework, something caught his eye. His desk was next to the window, and he turned and looked to the grass outside. It looked like a picture. When school was over, he ran to the spot where he saw it. He ran fast so that no one else could grab it. He picked it up and smiled. It had a picture of the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. She had a dress with tights on and red shoes, and her hand was formed into a peace sign. She was so beautiful, he wanted to meet her. So he ran all over the school and asked everyone if they knew her or have ever seen her before. But everyone he asked said no. He was devastated. When he was home, he asked his older sister if she knew the girl. But unfortunately, she also said no. It was very late, so Tom walked up the stairs, placed the picture on his bedside table, and went to sleep. In the middle of the night, Tom was awakened by a tap on his window. It was like a nail tapping. He got scared. After the tapping, he heard a giggle. He saw a shadow near his window, so he got out of his bed, walked toward his window, opened it up, and followed the giggling. By the time he reached it, it was gone. 
The next day, again, he asked his neighbors if they knew her. Everybody said, sorry, no. When his mother came home, he even asked her if she knew her. She said no. He went to his room, placed the picture on his desk, and fell asleep. Once again, he was awakened by a tapping. He took the picture and followed the giggling. He walked across the road when suddenly he got hit by a car. He was dead with the picture in his hand. The driver got out of the car and tried to help him, but it was too late. Suddenly, he saw the picture and picked it up. He saw a cute girl holding up three fingers. The Portraits, Author Unknown There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark and, having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage. After what seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. Nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around the inside of the cabin, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by several portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred and malice. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable. Making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces, he turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into a restless sleep. The next morning, the hunter awoke. He turned, blinking in unexpected sunlight. Looking up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. By user horror in pure form. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is. That I'm lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine, considering he's confined to a dark room in an institution. 
I always begged for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time without fail, it all starts again. The neighborhood cats with gouged out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mom's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking he is ready for rehabilitation. That I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he's back. Thank you for listening. All stories are produced with a Creative Commons license or with written permission from the author. These stories are not meant to be reproduced in audio, written, or any other form of media. If you haven't yet, go and subscribe and review at nightterrorspodcast.com or wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and through our email, which is listed in the show notes. Thank you.